0: Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks for Thursday, January 30th, 2020. Only with two more shows to go before the Hawks play a game. Oh my God. Thank God. Welcome in. Lockdown Blackhawks, of course, is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And of course, while the Hawks are off, not a ton to talk about, but there's a few things we want to update. Got some good feedback on the podcast from yesterday. We're sort of asked the question, what would you rather have happen? the Hawks make the playoffs and Jeremy Cowden and Stan Bowman retain their jobs, or the Hawks miss the playoffs and start fresh with a new staff. Got some feedback from some people on Twitter, on email, so I'll share some of those comments as well. Also have an update from the Eddie Belfour story from Wednesday as well, or from Tuesday rather, uh, where he was arrested on Tuesday. He's got a little bit of a follow-up there, so we'll get to that. And a little bit more as we go on. First, I want to tell you how to get in touch with, With the podcast, as always, make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Search for Locked on Blackhawks on whatever your podcast provider is. Tell a friend. That's always very helpful. Send us an email, lockedonblackhawks at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blackhawks. Follow my personal account at jzawaski670. And, of course, the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. New episode of that came out on Wednesday morning. So if you've not already checked that one out, please do and if you haven't yet make sure you subscribe rate review that one as well it's all very helpful and i appreciate it all very very much so we are 3 days away from a hawks game well as of right now we are but when you'll be listening it'll be 2 days away and i'm just chomping at the bit to get back it's like not only have they not played there's been no news nothing's happening they're not even practicing it's just like the Blackhawks have ceased to exist for a little while and there's no news, no nothing going on. So I was looking around Twitter today, as I always do, trying to find, you know, some some pieces of news, something to talk about. And our guy, Ben Pope, who joined us a couple weeks ago to talk about the Hawks prospects, check out his Suntime story today. He ran some Twitter polls on Wednesday asking Hawks fans some questions. So check them out. I'm not going to share them all. I don't want to spoil the, the the concept. I don't want to spoil his work, but make sure you check it out. Ben Pope does a great job for the Sun-Times. But one thing I wanted to share, one of the questions he asked, do you support Jeremy Cowton as Blackhawks head coach? Yes. 49.4%. No. 50.6%. Now, I thought for sure there would be a big gap. I thought there'd be way more nos and yeses. Maybe not way more, but I would think in more like 60-40, 65-35, somewhere in that space. Okay? This is basically 50-50. Now, the next question he asked, and this is the last one I'll share because I don't want to spoil it again. Do you support Stan Bowman as Blackhawks general manager? 29.1% said yes, 70.9% said no. Now, there's still some time left to vote on these polls, 18 hours left at the time I'm recording this. This is about 8 o'clock p.m. on Wednesday night. Interesting. So, I wonder. So, here's an update to my homework assignment question. Are you okay with Calton staying and Bowman being fired? If they let Bowman go for whatever reason, and this to me feels like almost the least likely scenario, I think they're either both gone or neither. I don't think one stays in the other. And if I think maybe if I had to put odds on it, if one of them's going to stay, maybe it's Bowman, which to me would be the worst scenario. But for some reason, it also feels the most likely, at least to me, maybe I'm wrong, but at least to me, it feels the most likely. What do you think? If you have to choose, I guess the question is easy. The choice is you have to keep one or the other. Is it Bowman or is it Colleton? Who do you pick? And I would be shocked if most people listening to this podcast don't side with Jeremy Colleton. And it's it's a, it's a tough place to be. And some of the people that sent emails and raised this point. We're going to do that uh, after the first uh, little time out here. But he was put in a very tough situation. Replacing Joel Quenville is not an easy thing to do for anybody. I don't care who it is. If it was Gerard Gallant, then it would be a tough space to fill, let alone for a, what, 36-year-old head coach to come in with a team with guys his age or older playing on it with a ton of accomplishment, with a ton of skins on the wall, with, of course, three championships, having just played for the best coach since Scotty Bowman in the NHL and one of the top five coaches in NHL history, that's a tough place to be. And last year when he took over, things started off very slowly. And then they turned around. I say it all the time. Once January hit of 2019, they played at a 100-point pace. January 2020 hits, and it's loss, win, loss, loss, win, 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 loss. Okay, pretty good, not great, not terrible, but they've won, you know, what, they're 12 and six over their last 18? That's pretty solid. So it's hard to really get, for me, a true feel of how good of a coach or how bad of a coach Jeremy Collin is. It's very hard for me to get that figured out. I will say he's done a good job at adapting at making changes. And the other thing I'll give him credit for, and and this is, I've done this for a while, but I think it needs to be said again. My biggest fear for him entering this season was that he would blindly be loyal to the veteran players. He has not done that. He's bench veteran players for younger players. He's given Doc and Boquist adequate ice time, improving ice time all the time, better opportunities, and yeah, part of those opportunities have been because of injuries or whatever, but they've gotten their chances. They're both in a top power play unit. These are the things we wanted to see from Jeremy Cowan. Now he's got the team playing better despite all the injuries, and I'm not going to deny, yes, I wanted him gone in November, and what everybody saw leading up to that point from the beginning of the season till then was brutal. And it looked all lost. And the fact that he's turned it around and has the Hawks in in playoff conversation, he definitely deserves some credit. And I don't want to say, I don't know, I guess I do want to say I'm sort of turning around on him. I hope he doesn't lose me in February because there's a good chance he might. But so far, so good. I've been impressed with the way he's managed this season, especially considering how bad of a start the season got off to, how tenuous things were with Brent Seabrook and Corey Crawford to a lesser extent. He's done a good job at salvaging the season and not only salvaging it, but making the Hawks a competitive team that looks like they can compete for a playoff spot. This spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training i'm going the first week of march i cannot wait cannot wait arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans follow your favorite baseball teams meet the players get autographs before games check out amazing restaurants and bars nearby including tons of craft breweries like four peaks angels trumpet ale house and goldwater brewing company enjoy live music from local and national artists explore museums featuring everything from native heritage to modern art, to musical instruments from around the world. Hit the road and explore Arizona's urban centers, ghost towns, artsy communities, and quirky outposts. Check out must-see destinations from your bucket list like the Grand Canyon, Monument Valley, Horseshoe Bend, and Tucson. There are family-friendly resorts and hotels offering plenty of fun for kids of all ages, from water parks to horseback rides to games and activities. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com springtraining training that's visit arizona.com slash spring training. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jay Zawoski. Thank you so much for tuning in during this bye week for the Blackhawks. The league is playing. The Blackhawks are not. And I said it earlier this week, I'll say it again, the download numbers for the podcast this week have not gone down very much. I understand some people aren't tuning in to hear every little bit of Hawks thoughts I have every day, but damn, you guys have not really gone anywhere as the Hawks have not been playing. They haven't played in over a week. So thank you for sticking around. Thanks for checking out Locked Black Blackhawks. And uh, all you that also checked out the Madhouse podcast from Wednesday, greatly appreciate that as well. I know it's not Talk Back Tuesday, but I got a lot of feedback to the question I posed on yesterday's podcast. Should you be rooting for a playoff spot or should you be rooting for sweeping organizational changes, meaning Carlton and andor Bowman gone? First response comes from John Alfano from Twitter. He says A team, any team's goal each year should be to win the Stanley Cup, not make the playoffs. Accountability that needs to be addressed. Obviously, making the playoffs doesn't fix problems. They just become more apparent and amplified on that stage. So, John, that's a vote for, it. to me, it sounds like miss the playoffs, start with a new staff, and get things going in the right direction. Thanks, John. Next up is Jay Primrose, also from Twitter. He says, which way is the arrow pointing? Three years in free fall, it's slowed. Expect another busy summer. Can Stan get more right than wrong? Adding to Han Shaw, losing eight million dollars picks, and Henry doesn't build confidence at Henry Okaharyu deal one of the few assets now, Crawford, in my humble opinion. That's the thing. Is the th- the moves that Bowman has made lately, aside from the Kuba League trade, aside from drafting Kirby Doc, and look, we cannot call that a win yet. As much as we all like Kirby Doc, myself included, I'm a big Kirby Doc fan. I like what I've seen from him, but we can't say it was the right move to draft him over Bowen Byram for three, four, maybe five years, or Alex Turcott or any of the other guys that were available in the three spot. It's too early to call it a win. Yes, he's the first guy making an impact this season. That matters, right? It's great to have that first year of Kirby Dock while the other guys are still playing elsewhere, but you can't call that a win yet. But I'll give him credit for Kubalik, which was a trade last year. But to me, ever since that Seabrook deal was signed, Bowman has messed up a lot more than he succeeded on. Right now, the under trade, I'm not totally giving up on it yet, but how nice would Henry you look on the Hawks' blue line at this point? Calvin DeHaan played well, but he was damaged goods, and he traded a lot to get him. Andrew Shaw, same deal. So do you want Stan Bowman in charge of yet another Blackhawks offseason? That's the question. Jay Primrose from Twitter, thank you for the follow. Thank you for the tweets. Jay's been following the podcast for a long time, so I appreciate that. He says no. Move on. Get a new GM. Galaxy Trash. I don't think that's their legal name, but you never know. Bruins, St. Louis, and Tampa. Maybe Florida and Dallas. Those are the probable losses in February, but the rest of those games are winnable. So he's talking about Winnipeg twice, Vancouver, Edmonton, the Rangers, the Preds. Those are the winnable games for him. So that's about 50-50, 500, which I guess you can do. He says, I hope the boys look at February as a big circus trip, especially considering they're a better road team this year. So his thought is they're not going to fall too far out of things as February goes on. So when the trade deadline comes, They're probably going to be in a similar spot to where they are now. Maybe they'll be in a wild card spot. Maybe they'll be a couple points out of it. It's hard to tell. That's why I think this month is so crucial. But every time we say that, the Hawks don't really, I don't know, they don't make a definitive move one way or the other. They've gotten close to the playoffs before, and then they lose a bunch in a row. And they won five in a row and got within that three points of that playoff spot. But then they lose to Florida. Now they've got the break. What happens next? That is so huge. But again, if they're right there, I think it's be really difficult for Stan Bowman to say, you know what, I'm going to trade stuff. I'm going to sell anyway, even though we're two or three points out of a playoff spot. That dude's trying to save his job. So I almost want the Hawks to, like, declare one way or the other, right? Either be in the race, have a playoff spot, be within a point or two or three, or fall out of it. This five, six points out at the deadline, ugh, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't want them to, if they are if they lose any ground from where they're at, sell. Sell, sell, sell. That's how I feel at this point. Again, it could change tomorrow. Here's a tweet from Gene. He says, it's my belief if they make the playoffs, they stick around, meaning Bowman and Cowton. The playoffs are the goal. They achieved it. As far as trades, if they remain close, both goalies stick around. But if they start slipping in the next two weeks, I believe Leonard goes as he has more return value. Okay. Thank you for that, Gene. Last one here comes from Kyle in Greensboro. He says, We need to move on from this. If we don't win the cup, it's a failure. And we aren't going to do anything in the playoffs anyway, mentality. It's not the 2010s anymore. Getting into the playoffs would be amazing. As long as the Hawks don't trade away their stable of prospects to get there, the playoffs have to be the goal of the season. It's what fans should want. I certainly do. It's the best thing for player development, and it's healthy for the organization. Why is it that getting into the playoffs may save Bowman's job? Because that's his job. Same for Cowan. In the end, I want to see a competitive team during the regular season and at least one round of the playoffs. That's all any honest sports fan could ask for. Let's practice what we preach and stop drinking that old, stale, one-goal Kool-Aid. Thanks, Kyle from Greensboro, North Carolina. Kyle, I like the email because I do think, and those of you that know who I am and what I do for a living, know that I work with Dan Bernstein from The Score. I produce his show, The Bernstein and McKnight Show, and his thing is always, how does this get you closer to winning a championship? And does this next thing get you closer? And maybe the thing that gets the Hawks closer to a championship would be, selling off some veterans and getting some high-end prospects that make them a more competitive team for a longer time. There is some reality to that thought. The other thought is, does getting these guys some playoff experience when they are ready to contend and when they are a better team, does that make them more likely to win? I think about the 2015 Cubs and that playoff run, and especially that series against the Cardinals. That hardened them that playoff readied them for the next season and how about the 9 Blackhawks that run to the Western Conference Final yeah they didn't win the cup but look at the experience gained by getting that far and then playing a juggernaut like the Detroit Red Wings in the Western Conference Final and learning that's the difference between us and a cup contender and that's where we need to get there is value in that kyle very much like the email thank you very much to everybody who did the homework assignment and will continue to as the week goes on send me an email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com or of course a tweet at lo underscore blackhawks and we always love those voicemails 708-653-0572 it's lockdown blackhawks part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day jay zawoski with you here Just one more podcast where I have to talk about non-games. I miss down the number line, and I miss pluses and minuses. Here's a plus. Hockey's close. Here's a minus. It's been forever. By the way, a little bit yesterday, I had a bit of a a personal moment uh, on the podcast where I mentioned uh, the Kobe Bryant thing and and being a dad and how hard all that was on me. Uh, Today is a big day in the mental health community Uh, bell in canada has a promotion where for every tweet or text sent on the bell network can't do that here but for every social media post with the hashtag bell let's talk raise five cents towards mental health awareness and it's a great initiative and uh, i tweeted about it so i'm not going to share it all here but love that initiative from bell it's a great thing every year you see nhl players and people from around the league uh, take some time out of their day and uh, and shed some light and shine the light on, on the importance of mental health. Um, I am a, a mental health uh, evangelist. I am a therapy evangelist. So if you ever want to talk to somebody, if you ever want some advice on if you want to start seeking therapy or, or what you might want to do, I'm happy to talk to you. I, I revel in it. I'm happy to give advice. Send an email, lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. Tweet me whatever you want to do. And I will see it, and I will get in touch, and I'd be happy to help out anytime, anything you need. I'm here for you, uh, because you guys are here for me, and I do appreciate that. Uh, One little story I wanted to update, sort of on the mental health, uh, you know, uh, topic. Told you yesterday about Eddie Belfour uh, getting arrested in Bowling Green, Kentucky. He has issued a statement uh, via his uh, Belfour Spirits Instagram. If you don't know, Belfour Spirits is his whiskey brand a uh, very highly reviewed. People seem to really like it. Him and his son started this company. Uh, I think just last year. Or so here's this. Here's the uh, statement from Eddie Belfour. Quote: As CEO of a company that promotes drinking responsibly, I let myself down as well as my family, loved ones, Belfour team, and fans. I own my actions, and I'm deeply sorry to the good people of Bowling Green, Kentucky. My life has been full of extreme highs and lows. For much of my career, high intensity has served me well unfortunately a lack of moderation has not i'm striving to find healthy balance in my life it's a work in progress and one i'm committed to conquering i look forward to better days ahead end quote ed Belfour. so good on eddie good on eddie to own it uh made a mistake and admitted such and uh, looks like he's moving on and look um as anyone in therapy or whatever will tell you progress isn't linear. It's not just every day is better. It doesn't work that way. There's peaks, there's valleys and sort of like what Mark Crawford talked about when he returned from his suspension, there are moments where he fails and there are moments where he has great success. Peaks and valleys is part of recovery. It's part of getting better mentally and physically. So, uh, props to Eddie Bell for, for owning it. Hopefully, uh, you know, this will be a step for him to get things straightened out if they need to be, or just make better, a better decision next time. But, uh, Eddie Balfour is one of my favorite players ever. Love watching that guy. He's a big part of why I'm a hockey fan at all. Those 90s Blackhawks teams, they were like a rock band, man. They were the coolest guys, top to bottom. Roenick was like a rock star on ice. Chris Chelios was kind of like a bad boy. Really talented player, but a badass. Uh, You know, Eddie Belfour was a hothead in the net, had the coolest helmet in the league. That team was just such a cool group of guys. And for me, at that age, early 90s, I was in my early teens. That would they were they were the coolest dudes in the world. I love that team. I love those guys. They'll always be my favorite era of Hawks, even though they never won anything. But man, how cool was that group of guys? And I'm really I'm rooting for Eddie Belfour. I've not been starstruck in a long time, and he came into the office a while back, and I couldn't even catch my tongue. That dude was someone I looked up to for a long time, had his poster on my wall forever, so hopefully Eddie figures it out. I'm rooting for him. I know you guys, Hawks fans, are as well, so uh, Eddie, if you're listening to this, he's not, I promise you he's not listening to this, but Eddie, if you are listening to this, uh, we're cheering for you, we're supporting you, and uh, hopefully uh, you get this all worked out and everything gets back to normal. And everything with the Belfour Spirits Company continues on its upward trajectory because it seems like that's going to be a really successful venture for him. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Blackhawks. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you on Friday, the final podcast before the Blackhawks actually return to hockey. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Thanks for listening. Locked on Blackhawks is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.